Grace and peace to you, people of God. This is Apostle Delisa, and I'm coming to you with this week's Midweek in the Word. Um, it's also a prophetic word of empowerment that's going to um, motivate many of you who may find yourself in a season of spiritual warfare. And I want to just speak about using the key or the weapon of honor in spiritual warfare. Using the key or the weapon of honor in spiritual warfare. Now, there are many different types of weapons that the saints of God are um, allowed to use in, in when you're engaged in spiritual warfare. Of course, the word of God, worship, praise, sowing a seed, prayer, intercession, touching and agreeing, um, fasting. There's so many different types of ways that you can um you know, stand against the enemy and, and, and do battle and win, you know, and, and win, do battle from a, from a uh, posture and a place of victory. But I want to bring your attention to a different type of weapon that I'm not sure many of you may be aware of. This is a weapon that I have used in the past recent months. The Lord revealed it to me. It was a key of mystery. And um, I found myself praying about some things and just asking the Lord how to how to endure it, how to overcome, how to get through it. And he showed me this key of honor. Now, when the Lord revealed it to me, I, I struggled a little bit because I had never I've never used this key before. Or if I did, I wasn't aware. You know, it wasn't identified as a key, as a weapon in warfare. But when the Lord revealed this key to me about the key of honor and using the key of honor or the weapon of honor in spiritual warfare, you know, I struggled a little bit with it because I had never I just wasn't sure how it was going to work. And I wasn't sure, you know, I just didn't understand the dimensions of it. Um, you know, why? Why this weapon in this war? And you have to realize that as a child of God, for every warfare that you're engaged in, God may require you to use different weapons. Think about David. David used worship. He used praise. He used um, hand to hand combat. He used soldiers. He used um, a letter. He used um, a sword, you know, um, and he used obedience to engage in um, warfare. So. This key of honor is found in the book of Esther, the fifth chapter. Esther is a very short book. So if you haven't read it in its entirety, I strongly encourage you to do so. Um, but if you have read it, then you are familiar with the story of Esther and how God gave her favor with the king's heart. Now, Esther understood God gave Esther a key of honor from the very beginning because Esther was in competition with many other beautiful young women who were vying to be the next queen of Persia. And so the young women had the opportunity to choose their own uh, uh, clothing, hair, makeup, the whole nine yards. But Esther chose rather to um, find out what it was, what was in the king's heart. And so she befriended one of the king's um, chamberlains or, or servants and found out what the king delighted in. And then she allowed him to choose what she would wear the night that she presented herself before the king. So it was honor. It, it was her beauty. It was the way she conducted herself, her humility um, that won the king's heart. But above and beyond all things, it was honor. She understood what he wanted and she gave him what he wanted. And so from that, he she... Um, she won his heart 
because she wasn't wearing what she wanted to wear. She wore what was told to her that he liked. And so she honored his desire. She honored his wishes. She honored that which would bring him joy. And because of that, she received um, the queendom. Now, fast forward that and you'll find that later on in the story, there is a plot by Haman, um, which was to overthrow the Jews. Haman and Mordecai, which was Esther's uncle, had, you know, some personality conflicts, to say the least. And anyway, um, you know, Mordecai, the enemy was using Mordecai to um, exterminate the Jews. Well, in... um, when Esther found out, Mordecai found out, and then he told it to Esther, and Esther went into um, fasting. Well, she instructed her maids to fast, and she began to prepare herself. And so in Esther chapter 5, we're brought into this preparation stage that Esther, um, that she engaged herself in. And it was warfare. And when the Lord revealed this to me, I, I was just so just astonished because I had never seen anything like it before. I had never seen warfare on, I've never seen warfare um, engaged um, in this realm before, in this dimension before. So in Esther chapter five, uh, the Bible says on the third day, Esther put her hand, put on her royal robe, stood in the inner court of the palace and in front of the king's hall, the king was sitting on his royal throne facing the entrance. When he saw Queen Esther standing in the court, he was pleased with her and held out to the held out to her the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther approached and touched the tip of the scepter. And so in a nutshell, Esther, even the queen was not allowed to present herself to the king, except she be, um, except he bid her. So for her to present herself without the king calling for her, this was not the an ordinary type of marriage. This man was a king and he, he belonged to the province. And so he was responsible for governing the affairs of the province. And so spending time with his wife, as we think of a traditional marriage, wasn't necessarily what those kings did in those days. His first priority was to the kingdom. And so the king, the queen would not report unto the king unless... She was beckoned to come unless she was invited to come. So for Esther, again, she this is warfare because she's finding out that Mordecai, not Mordecai, excuse me, Haman has released a plot. The enemy is using him to overthrow her people, to annihilate, exterminate and eradicate her people. And so she's got to move in a wisdom so that she can alert the king to this plan, um, you know, but at the same time, not expose Haman before his time. So because she's not really sure how her husband is going to respond because at this time he doesn't know she's Jewish. She He has no idea that she's Jewish, right? And so there's a lot of wisdom that Esther has to walk in and 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 submit to so that not so that she doesn't misstep. And again, this was a a personal season I had to walk in is walking in a wisdom that is unmatched, unprecedented, something you've never engaged and tapped in before, but you know that there's so much at stake. And so she walked in this wisdom because Ahasuerus didn't know who she was really. And she could not afford for um, her emotions to guide her in this process.
So she had to hear from God. She had to get into a place of consecration and sanctification that she could hear God so that she would not misstep abort this season and cause damnation to her people. So this is a very, we read it and we, we many times we are impressed with Esther and the royalty and the crowns and all of that. But you got to understand that this woman was engaged in combat. Like God and Mordecai said, you were called for such a time as this. But her warfare would not look like some of your warfare, some of my warfare this was different she had to she had to um she had to operate in wisdom okay and so she knew she could not just present herself to the king unannounced so what did she do she adorned herself again as was before she put those clothes on she beautified herself readied herself and presented herself in a way that he could not resist her and sure enough sure enough when he laid eyes on her his heart melted to the point this man was almost intoxicated by her beauty he was intoxicated by her presence and by his love for her and so when he saw her he was ready to give her half of his kingdom and share his throne which was something he didn't do with his first wife with Vashti Vashti wanted to share the throne she wanted to have her house and the king have his house he said so and so the the people of the of of uh, the prophet said, "Hey, you can't do this. She's setting a bad example for our wives, and you know we're not having it essentially." And so, but when Esther presented herself before Ahasuerus in such a way, he listen. All of his marbles, his common sense went out the window. All he could see was being struck by her beauty and giving her whatever she wanted. And listen, people of God, she could have said at that moment, give me Mordecai. And do you know what? He would have done it. But that wasn't what God was doing. So the key of honor here, listen to this. You know how the Bible says that, you know, when your enemy is hungry, feed them. And in doing so, you're heaping coals of fire upon their head. She not only honored Ahasuerus, she also honored Haman. Listen to what the Bible says. Again, this is Esther 5. Uh, for if it please the king replied Esther let the king together with Haman come together come today to a banquet I have prepared for him so she is using the weapon or the key of honor and she's appealing to the ego she's appealing to the pride of the um you know um uh pride and the king says, well, bring him Haman at once so that we can do what Esther is asking. And so the king and Haman went to the banquet as um, that uh, Esther had prepared. And so as they're drinking the wine and again, listen, uh, the king's heart is just overwhelmed. Like, wow, my wife is, is the queen rather has bestowed this honor. Not only that, she's honoring one of my comrades and she's gorgeous and she's got everything laid out. I, yeah, I've got to give her what she wants. And he's offering her again. What do you want? What do you want? Right. And he was like, what is your petition? I will give it to you even up to half of my kingdom. I'll grant it to you. And she said, my petition is this. Come to another banquet tomorrow. So again, she uses so much wisdom and she utilizes this key and this weapon of honor to where even Haman did. Listen, when you operate with the key of honor and the weapon of honor in spiritual warfare, your enemy, you blind your enemy by uh, appealing to their pride. You know, there's some spirits that people operate in and they want you to feed that spirit, feed my pride, feed my ego, feed my control, feed my whatever, right? Feed my lust, feel my whatever. And so she was feeding this spirit to the point. Remember the Bible said when your enemy is hungry, feed him, right? 
And so some there are going to be some seasons in your life. And I'm telling you, I, I can't make this stuff up. And I literally walked it out. So if you hear the excitement in my voice, it's because I found a new key that works and I want to share it with you. Um, now, that's not to say that you can use this in everybody. You got to ask the Lord, Lord, is this a battle that I did? Should I fast? Should I like David? Should I pursue, overtake, recover? Like which weapon? Should I use? And if God says use the key of honor, the weapon of honor, then you know how it works. And it does work because when you're using the key of honor, you are you are appealing to that sensual side of your enemy. And they're so blinded by it because you're feeding it. You're feeding that ego. You're feeding that pride. You're feeding that beast. They're so intoxicated by it that they don't even see what's coming behind that. They have no idea what's coming. And so she was like, yeah, I'm going to throw another party tomorrow. Why don't you guys come out tomorrow? And the king was like, yeah, Haman, he's just, listen, he was already operating in pride. Now this spirit is just like on, it's just flamboyant, right? And yeah, I'm coming back tomorrow. The queen is throwing me a banquet. And she, you see, he's got that. He wants to be acknowledged. He wants to be accepted anyway. So it was right up his alley. She fed right into where he needed, where he needed to be um, fed. So to summarize this, because of course you can go and read the rest of it yourself is some phenomenal reading. You'll be blessed by it. But at any rate, at the moment when Haman thought this is it, like, man, I'm living my best life. I've got it. I've got everything I want. I've got the queen bowing down to me. I've, I'm sitting at the king's barbecue. I've got a, a um, gallows with Mordecai's name on it. Like I'm just you know, he's so lifted up with pride, just like the enemy, so lifted up with pride that he didn't see his fall come. The Bible said pride, um, uh, pride goes before the fall. He could not see it. And so when you're utilizing the key of honor in a spiritual warfare situation, your enemy will not see you coming because they don't expect you to continue to honor them. They expect you to be nasty. They expect you to be unkind. They expect you to be attitudinal. They expect you to be short with them. They expect you to be, um, you know, abrasive. They expect you uh, to, you know, abandon them or to avoid them. But you're not. She, Esther, did not avoid Haman. She invited him in. She welcomed him in. She fed him. She showed him great hospitality. And she literally brought this man to his knees. And it takes me back also to the same key of honor, weapon of honor, that was used by Yael or Jael in the book of Deborah. When Barak was going to war and, and God had given um, Barak a word and Deborah said what God said. And Barak said, no, I'm not going unless you go with me. And she was like, fine, this battle is going to be won at the hand of a woman. And Barak didn't care. Amen. And so what happened was Sisera, um, the uh, leader of the enemy camp, went to Yael's house. She was the wife of a, of a soldier. And the soldier was out to battle. He was out doing what he was supposed to do. But this, the enemy came to her house and asked her for something to drink. Can you imagine? But they did. That was the culture back then. And so she could have said, hey, police, you know what I'm saying? The enemy is at my door. He's coming to get me. Somebody help. Go tell my husband. You know what she did? She invited him in. And not only he asked for a drink, she gave him milk, warm milk. And then she laid him down and let him rest in her house, y'all. Now, I know that's not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not telling you to do that today, but I'm telling you this woman used the key of honor, the weapon of honor to overthrow her enemy.
She lullabied him to sleep. She fed the enemy. Listen, in some of your battles, my God, God may require you to feed your enemy, take care of your enemy, provide for your enemy. And they are none the wiser. They have no idea why they know within themselves what they've done. Right. But they don't understand why you're not responding like that. They don't understand why you're not, you know, coming for them or giving them the business or, you know, being uh, unkind. They don't understand. And so it, it frustrates them and it sends confusion into the camp of the enemy. And so when when Sisera fell asleep, the Bible says Yael took a tent peg, drove it through his skull and killed him right there on the spot. When Haman was having lunch at the banquet with Esther and and Ahasuerus, she waited until he got full. The king got up and went somewhere and, 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 you know, um, uh, Esther confronted Haman. He reached out for her and the king walked in just in time. And it looked as if this man was trying to attack the queen. And then when she told the king what really had happened, you know, of course, judgment fell, right? So I'm saying to some of you, this may not apply to all of you, but it certainly will apply to some of you, that for some seasons of warfare, you can speak in tongues, you can prophesy, you can sow a seed, do a dance, and you can all of that. But then there are also seasons where God will, listen, and and, and this is going to be for, for, for some mature folk. Like if if you can't handle being around the person you know, that the enemy is using because the weapons of our warfare, not carnal. So if you can't handle being around the person the enemy is using to overthrow you or to, um, you know, to mishandle you or to hurt you, then that's God would never tell you to use the key of honor because you can't. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be, you won't have peace in your spirit to feed your enemy. You won't have peace in your spirit to say a kind word. Hey, come on in, sit down. Let me get you something to drink. You won't have that. You're not, you know what I'm saying? You're not in that place where this will be the tool for you. You, this wouldn't be your weapon. It, wouldn't, it may be the sword of the word. It may be speaking in tongues or fasting or some other type of weapon, the shield of faith, or, you know, the whole armor. But for some who can, for example, you know, there have been work career related situations where I've been surrounded by some very unkind spirits, very hostile spirits. And yet never letting anyone around me know that I know what's going on. I know the conversations. I know the plots. I know the plan, but no one would ever know because the weapon God told me to use in that hour was the key and the weapon of honor. And when I tell you from that time to recent times to every time that God has told me to use the key and the weapon of honor in spiritual warfare, it has blown my mind. I, I, I cannot make this up and I will dare not lie to you, but I have seen the power of God. I have seen victory manifest in ways I, my, my human mind. And I, I, I've got a little bit of intelligence, you know, have a little bit of education behind me. But it, I have seen God blow my mind and work with situations and, and, and perform wonders in my life that I could have never dreamed or fathomed. Because God told me to use the key of honor. And with that, it takes a humility and it takes a strength. It takes a humility, a strength and a meekness. I didn't say weakness. It takes a meekness. In other words, the meekness is the word strength uh, reserved that you can destroy. You can, like I've seen a meme one time that, you know, while folks are lying on you, you could, you could destroy them with the truth. And so Esther could have destroyed Haman with the truth. She could have destroyed Haman with the truth. And so, you know, it just comes a time to where um, 
we want to mature in our walk with the Lord to where when it's time to do battle, when it's time to engage in spiritual warfare, that we have access to a wide variety of tools in our tool belt that we can use and we can use different tools to get different results. And with the tool of honor, the key of honor, the weapon of honor, the enemy never sees it coming because you're not acting as if you're acting as if you don't even know, like you're unaware of what's happening. David used the key of honor with Saul. He said, I could have cut, I could have killed you, but all I did was clip a little of your robe to let you know that I see you, that, that I, you know what I'm saying? Meekness, strength reserved. I could destroy you, but I choose not to, because even though you're acting like you're acting, you're still God's anointed until God establishes me and appoints me. I'm still going to respect the anointing on your life. Doesn't mean that I have to like what you do, but I'm going to recognize my place. So David used that weapon of honor. I could take your life. Jesus even used it on many occasions where he submitted when he could, when he wanted to, right? When he submitted in 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 the um in Gethsemane, he submitted. Who are you seeking? Jesus, or here I am. Right? He used it here, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take me. I'm gonna let you think you won. I'm gonna submit and let you take me. And then they said, We're gonna take your life, and he's like, No, you now that that's what you can't do. You can't take my life, I have to give it up. So, people of God, I want you to be encouraged in the word of the Lord that um, there are many, many, many tools that you can use in your um, spiritual warfare that God will make available to you. He will reveal them to you by revelation. This is not something you find through. You won't find it in scripture. You will not find a scripture that says use the key of honor in spiritual warfare. You will not find that. But God will reveal these things to us by his spirit. Right. Um, so and he'll and then he'll back it up and corroborate it with scripture. So I want you to know that for the different battles and different um, levels of warfare, you find yourself engaged in learn how to explore different tools, different weapons and different avenues to um, to overtake your enemy. Uh, you know, a, a really good soldier knows how to use his weapon. But uh, an even greater soldier knows how to be creative when he doesn't have that weapon at hand. Like, what if you're at battle and you don't have your gun? Then what are you going to do? You need to learn how to use a stick or like David, a rock. You know, Moses used a stick. David had the rock. You know, you've got to be able to to be creative and utilize like the Lord asked Moses, what is in your hand? I don't have anything Well, you can be kind, can't you? You can give a good, a kind word, can't you? Yep. Well, how about you use that word as a, as a, a weapon? And you will be amazed at how God will turn situations around. And when I tell you, the enemy would not see it coming. He would not see it coming. So I want you to be encouraged and just know that um, God is on your side. The enemy is defeated. God is exalted. Um, the Lord has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten uh, your struggle. He is not abandoning you. He's a good father. And the same victory that God gave uh, Yael, David, Moses, Jesus, um, and Esther, God can and will do the same for you. So utilize that weapon of honor next time. Ask the Lord to show you how to use it. It's going to be different, different strokes for different folks. It's going to be different ways, um, that you're going to be able to implement that. So ask God for the strategy. Okay, it may not be throw a banquet for everybody. You know, you may not be able to do that. So you not may not be able to cut somebody's dress off or pants. You need to find out how God wants you to use that weapon and then follow 
follow his plan. Follow what he tells you. And um, like Mary said, whatever he tells you to do, do it, right? And that's how you turn your water into wine. So we love you. And I pray that the word of the Lord has been a blessing to you. And we'll come back at the next appointed time with the word of the Lord. God bless you.